feeling kind of shifty. Podcast pretty nifty. We ain't cheap, but we're thrifty. Talking gospel coming swiftly. Welcome back to True North Talk, episode 50. <laughs> now, before we get into the to today's topic, Peter, let's yeah. go ahead and, and brief the audience on some potential changes coming up here for True North Talk. We've talked about season two for a while. We have some ideas. We have some things going on. But what do you see in mind for the audience with season two of True North Talk? I definitely see us incorporating as we can some video and whether that's full episodes in video or I would say more likely kind of snippets of portions of podcasts kind of taking themes that we talk about and maybe diving a little bit deeper into those um, either individually like like we did we did this kind of what a couple months ago now probably where we both did yeah. a video or two um, so kind of doing that maybe a little bit more and, and better obviously because we're always looking to be better um, and I, I would say maybe the number one change that we are trying to step up with is having guests. Um, yeah. And so that'll that'll start probably. We we've talked about our pastors before on the episode, or um, you know we've obviously talked to my to, to my dad before. So I'm sure that's that's a possibility as well. Maybe down the line again. Um, but just trying to kind of expand on the the guests that we have on the perspectives that we have on. Obviously, all rounded around. Christianity and our faith, not changing up their perspective in that way, but just getting, getting more, you know, more voices into, into this conversation. And I mean, overall, just improving the product as much as we can, we're, we, we've got a good, uh, kind of recording setup right now, but we're looking at potentially maybe changing that up, looking for something a little bit higher quality, next level. And yeah, I mean, it's, and really, the thing that won't change is our mission and that's glorifying God in the most magnificent way possible. Um, and so I don't know, I don't know if you wanted to talk at all, maybe about merch or other steps that you think we're going to take Joe, but that's, that's kind of what I have on, on the forefront of my mind. Well, there's a couple ideas we have and I don't want to like set expectations that because we're still planning this out, but right. I don't, I also don't want to like put pressure on us to like get stuff out. Cause it's going to be a process. It's going to be like an improvement process, you know, and as, as we know with everything in life, you know, getting your, your final product where you want it to be is going to be a process. Mm-hmm. So we are still working at this, but yeah, we'd like to get more guests on here. And, you know, I, I want to say too, like, you know, don't have expectations with that right away. We're still yeah. working on how that's going to look. Um, we're still like contacting some people trying to, to reach out there and see who's available. But, um, as and, we and move you forward, have a very here, big month coming up too. So it might, it might be kind of pushed back to after, after that, that big thing that's coming up in, in Joe's life. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I'm getting married in about a month. So there's a lot going on right now, <laughs> right. um, in my life. And honestly, it's really, really difficult to find time right now to do just about anything that I, you know, have to do outside of just bare minimum or, or just regular responsibilities in life. Mm-hmm. So, but with that being said, um, this is something that we do take serious. This is something that we, we do want to, uh, give our best foot forward and, and improve. And there's areas we can improve in. We know that. So just, I don't know, just everybody stay tuned on the changes that will be coming. I don't, we don't have an exact timeline, but it will be the near future. And there will be a marked difference here in the, in the style of show and just the flow and just what we're bringing you guys. So, we just want to say, I honestly just thank you for everybody who has tuned in up to this point of True North Talk. It's been a learning and growing process for both of us. 
uh, really getting our first consistent podcast up and running. You know, it's been over about a year and a half now, and mm-hmm. we're you know still trying to find our flow. But I think we've gotten into a pretty good groove here with weekly episodes, and we hope you guys have noticed that effort of us to get them out weekly. So yeah, we got some ideas with merch. Um, we got some ideas with uh, guests and also some video integration. So um, just stay tuned to True North. We got some cool things coming. And and one other thing ahead. too that we I don't know if you were going to mention this anyways next, but we're also looking at potentially getting into writing about this in terms of publishing stuff online, kind of maybe writing yeah. out our thoughts because I feel I feel like both of us we do a good job of processing our thoughts in verbal like actual speech but we also i think are both prone to even doing better sometimes when we type it out or write it out so we're we're looking at potentially you know doing substack or whatever the medium is some sort of written content that really dives in and and that'd be something where we can i would imagine pull large chunks of scripture and just give give you guys the audience and and who would be readers then an opportunity to just kind of have another medium of you know just consuming the the word of god which is ultimately our main goal yeah and i think too you know with our audience with you guys listening we want to establish a level of um openness and mm-hmm. you know vulnerability with us we've already shared some personal stories and examples on the podcast but i think especially if we, if we did something like Substack and started writing, you know, along with our audio and video content, we want it to be pretty personal and, and just establish again, that, that relationship with our listeners and just have an open conversation. And, um, if any of you listening are, are interested or, or would be interested, you know, definitely reach out to us and mm-hmm. we can, we can talk about maybe having a conversation or, you know, we're open pretty much to having, a lot of people on the podcast, if you have a compelling topic that you want to talk about. So, um, or even just a testimony. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just stay tuned. If you do want to reach out, go ahead and reach out. But yeah, I just wanted to give a brief kind of overlook of what's coming next for true North because it's time, it's time to, to turn the page in the next chapter and, and take this to the next level. So we'll just be in prayer about that and see where God wants to take this podcast. Um, and we hope that you all have enjoyed up to this point. We thank everybody for listening. So, now that that's out of the way, did you have anything else you wanted to add there before we no, move I th- on? I think we covered all the bases there. Okay. So on the topic of today's podcast, uh, we are going to be talking about perseverance and persistence. And, you know, obviously there's, there is a reason for this within the Christian faith. And there's, there is, this is something that is required of us Christians, um, in our walk with Christ. And, you know, oftentimes we see that these principles and practices that we need as Christians apply in every area of our life, right? So persistence and perseverance is something we need, like just in general in our lives. Like it comes through God, it comes with our relationship with God, but it's but it just so applicable in so many different areas. So that's what we're going to go into. And we have a few different areas of scripture we're going to go into. We're going to start off with Second Peter go into Romans five. And if we have time, uh, we had Philippians three on the, on the queue as well. So, um, I don't know if you just want to give an overview first of Romans five that, or excuse me, second Peter one, uh, before you did, but if not, we can jump in there. I think I'll probably just go ahead and, and dive into it. The, the title for this section of it is called confirming one's calling and election. And this is, I would say what this is going to go over is more a process of what faith looks like, but I think throughout this process, having persistence and perseverance 
are two very important things to have. And as we go into the podcast, some of you might be thinking, you know, aren't those kind of the same thing? But I think what we'll look at, too, is some of the similarities and differences between persistence and perseverance, because I think they are two different things. Um, but yeah. unless you had anything you wanted to add right now, I can dive into Second Peter. Well, you need pers- you need perseverance to be persistent. Mm-hmm. And you have to be persistent to persevere. So they kind of feed off each other, but yeah, they're going to, they're going to be a few differences, but um, yeah, I would agree with what you said. Perfect. Well, if anybody wants to follow along, we're going to be reading here. Second Peter chapter one, verses three through 11. And it says his, just to confirm what that means. It's talking about Jesus, our Lord. That's how the verse before finishes. Um, So his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge, to knowledge self-control to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election, for if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A lot to unpack mm. there, but maybe what, what's, what's your first thought or thoughts after, after hearing that and reading it? I mean, confirming our calling is something that's so important, and uh, this is something I talk about with, with a lot of people often, which is, you know, confirming your calling in, in this section, I believe is referring to calling of being elected of, you know, being chosen by God to be saved. Um, but also in that, you know, if you go read again, five, um, add to your faith, goodness, goodness, knowledge, knowledge, self-control, self-control, perseverance, perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, love. And you notice that the last quality there is love. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's an accident because, if you look at Jesus's two commands, when somebody asked him, what's the greatest command of all love God with all your heart, soul, and strength and love your neighbor, neighbor as yourself. Love is the greatest command and love is the, the apex there of all of the, uh, the things, you know, to add to our faith in this section here. I don't think that's an accident because I think love is something we have to cultivate within ourselves. It's not something we're always going to feel toward others, but, um, once you get to that point and you persevere and you, you know, are making every effort to add to your faith, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, then you will have a clear vision, I believe of your calling in God. And, um, you know, our calling can mean, different things, right? God has different plans for each and every one of us. We're all unique in different ways. He's given us all individual gifts, but you know, knowing in general that you're called 
you know, to be one of his children, it gives you a peace and it gives you a confidence. And that peace and confidence is what we're going to read about more here in Romans five. But, um, yeah, that, that sticks out to me, knowing your calling. And also it did stick out to me. The fact that love was the end there of that trail of traits. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think love is the most powerful thing that really binds us to God and then us to fellow human beings. It's the great unifier, I would say. And it it takes having these previous traits, though, to get to that point of having true, unconditional love for for God, obviously, first and for other people as well. Uh, I I also like I mean, there's there's this really is a rich passage in, in so many different ways. I like that that part that says through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. To me, what that, what that saying, and and it says in the notes here that it does not indicate that Christians become divine in any sense, but only that we are indwelt by God through his Holy spirit, our human humanity and his deity, as well as the human personality and the divine remain distinct and separate. So that that is to say, you know, we don't become divine, but we have access to to these traits that then follow in the in the succeeding verses and that help us to escape the corruption corruption of the world caused by evil desires. So when we're indwelt with the Holy Spirit, when we become saved, when we give our lives to Christ, we then have these traits take over. And again, it is this process of going from from having that faith, first of all, because that really, I would say, is the first step. You, fir- you first have to have faith and believe that God even exists and that what the Bible says is true. When you have that, it then gives you a desire and a conviction to be filled with goodness. And then as you're filled more with that goodness, it then leads to you learning more about faith and really about the world in general and obviously about God during that process, most importantly. And so you build up knowledge, or as we like to say on this on this podcast, wisdom, I would say, is maybe even a better word. And then when you have that knowledge, you have a better understanding of what's right and wrong. And that leads then, or at least it should, lead to you having better self-control over the sinful desires if you're truly locked into what God has to, to offer in scripture and even just in his communication with us when we're when we're in prayer and having meaningful meaningful conversations both through prayer and with other believers and then when we have self-control i mean i th- i think those two words self-control and perseverance kind of go hand in hand because and i think that's where persistence kind of ties into because when you have self-control you have that discipline to keep going and then obviously that translates into perseverance because you have that you know, sense of self-control knowing that you have to keep going and you have to stay persistent because it's not like we can one day say, say to the devil, I'm a Christian. You can no longer affect me as we get closer to God. I do believe that his effects on us get weaker and weaker, but at the same time, his attacks are more, I guess, pronounced and more intricate indeed. And and it, it kind of figures out ways to, pick away at our soul, but at the same time, our defenses are stronger. I mean, it's, it's almost like, you know, we like using this analogy, like working out at the gym, you have to tear down your muscles a little bit to grow stronger. And then when your muscles are stronger, you know, they have, 
they have that definition and you're then able to kind of ward off just the the difficulties that come with you know atrophy or just you know being inactive um yeah and then again that perseverance leads to godliness mutual affection and then the most important trait with which is love but i also i like what verse eight says at the beginning and and i know i've gone on a little bit here so i'll let you add your thoughts after this but um for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our lord jesus christ we've talked about apathy before a lot especially especially Mm -hmm. joseph i know that's something that you're very passionate about and and i am as well of not being apathetic and you know consistently being driven to you know just uplift god and the church and so I think that again that that goes into the persistence angle of this that if you're persistently going after each of these traits and increasing in in increasing measure then that'll keep you it'll be impossible for you to be lazy in the faith and to be ineffective and unproductive. Right. And I'm actually reading a commentary here from um enduringword.com and reading upon those, you know, those qualities you mentioned that I was listing off as well. It says, as we see these things in our life, we know that our lives are becoming more like the nature of Jesus. It shows that we are being conformed to the image of his son. Hmm. Romans eight twenty nine. And I want to say too, really quickly, like we've talked in the past about like continuing to cut sin out of our lives and just being aware of that. Right. So like looking and observing and doing internally, just observing internally, are we really living like Jesus? Is there an area of our lives that's kind of in the dark and hidden away from others and something that we're choosing to engage in sinfully? Um, you know, it's these things allow us to like really like truly change our, our souls and change our behaviors. Mm-hmm. And if you're, even if you're like practicing, like let's say four or five of these out of the, what is there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight you know, if you're doing four or five of these consistently, you're, you, you will refine those, you know, spots out of yourself that shouldn't be there over time. So it kind of gives us like a guide of how to be more conformed to the image of Christ. And also, um, it says here as well, it is possible for an unsaved person to to do many moral and religious duties, but these things Peter wrote are matters of the heart and should be evident in anyone born again, simply said, Mm If we are called, we are, if we are elect, then we are born again. And if we are born again, it shows in the way that we live. Yep. So these things aren't necessarily, you know, things that we should have to consciously try to do on the regular. Like obviously, you know, self-control is something that we all can be conscious of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, self-control manifests in so many ways, right? You could have, you know, the way you speak self-control, um, not engaging in vulgar humor in, in the workplace, not engaging in speaking about other people when they're not present, not engaging in gossip, uh, not engaging in foul, foul language. That's a version of self-control. Or you could look at self-control as in, um, you know, discipline with your sleep schedule, discipline with your diet, taking care of the temple of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. uh, self-control sexually, you know, self-control, um, just in so many different contexts. Yeah. But these, you know, that's something you can be conscious of, but also self-control in itself should improve if you are saved. It should improve if you, if you are seeking God. And that's something too, like 
persistence and perseverance. We, we've talked a lot in the past in the podcast about like uh, momentum, right? Momentum in our lives, how important momentum is. You know, if you are, for example, and you've been here before, maybe you're here right now. I don't know how much you're reading daily, but like there was a point in my life when I chose to sat down and read, sit down and read through the entire Bible from mm-hmm. front to cover uh, over the course of a year. And what I did is I split it up into eight pages a day of my NIV readers Bible, which <laughs> not the biggest fan of NIV in, in general, but you know, it did help with reading it through. So, um, I read it through and just doing that eight pages a day, like it kept me accountable. Like, okay, if I can sit down and do this, no matter what, every single day, there's no reason I can't do this and this and this, like, there's no reason I can't run every day. There's no reason that I cannot be more disciplined in all these other areas of my life. But like to be persistent and perseverant, you have to be consistent and self-controlled. Yep you know, but these things are like, if you do these things and practice them, it is like momentum. It is like a sharpening. It is like a, you know, it's just flowing. You just flow in Christ. And when we are living that way, that is how God designed us. That is how God designed, you know, his Holy spirit to help us live and be more like him is that these things just flow out of us. And we just, it's almost like they have a multiple multiplying effect, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I, I almost measures. think that's yeah, yeah. I think that's almost why they are listed in in the order that they are, is because they kind of multiply off each other. And like, the apex is love. When you're practicing all these things, you just have so much love to give out. But if you're not doing these things, if you're not living for God, you're not going to even love yourself enough to love other people because you're going to despise how you're conducting yourself. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why so many people, you know, in the world, I feel like today talk about like trying to love yourself and it's such a thing that people pursue but they're looking in all the wrong places and that's that's a whole another topic that we could dive into but you know I I know you've probably heard it before too and just kind of been like why why is this a thing but the the idea of trying to love yourself when really you need to go through this whole process first to reach that love and you know, I, I think, again, not from a perspective of it being like selfish and, and loving ourselves, but to to love others, we do have to love God, first of all. And in a way, again, not in a prideful way or in a self-serving way, but we do. I mean, we, we, we by by growing God, we grow to love who we are because we reflect God. And so really we're loving God in that sense. And then because God is a God of unconditional love we then display that to others. Yeah. And you shouldn't love, I don't know. I don't want to speak too much on this before I like would look at the scripture on it, but like as far, just off the top of my head, as far as loving yourself mm-hmm. and that like, and that being a, a, a means to an end of loving yourself, like it shouldn't be that way right. because we really can't love ourselves unless our sight is on God. Yep. Because, you know, the design is us, is for us to love and serve God. Love love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. That's the that's God's design. So if we go outside of that, we start looking to ourselves to love. We're not going to love ourselves. We're going to be like, oh, you're a human being. You, you, you know, we let ourselves down all the time. So, um, yeah, that's why the world, I mean, we've talked about that too, is like if you're looking inward, you're, you're always going to be disappointed. But if you look outward, if you look toward God, if you seek after God, with all your heart, you're going to be fulfilled. You're you're just going to be brought toward him. And, you know, that's something even in with relationships is something I'm learning with, with my relationship, um, is, you know, 
the more that you seek after God together, the just the easier things are, the more that it flows, the more that you love each other, the more you love yourself, the, the closer you get to God, that is the yep. case. But the less that you look to him, the more that you look even at each other, the more you're going to be disappointed with yourself or each other or whatever, because we're human beings. But our souls are meant to be just constantly seeking after him and to be fulfilled by him. And when we're doing that, we are living in God's design. And I'll tell you what, even if we're doing that, like when we are seeking after God with all our heart, even the worst, most challenging circumstances really can't shake us. We are strong. You know, we are mighty in the kingdom of God. We are strong in our faith. What's, what's that? I'm forgetting the verse about that. Um, I think it was in James. Maybe it's James one, just, you know, praising through the trials and tribulations, basically thanking God for the tough times, because these are what define our character. They build our character. But when we're seeking after the Lord with all our heart, we just have that general sense of peace. And, you know, it's something that can't come outside of a relationship with him. But right. Let's, all that to say, you know, yeah, that is, that requires persistence. It requires perseverance, which flows naturally if you're doing these things. Yeah. Well, and that's. I don't know how, how we miss this, but let's, let's look at that, James. I, I just turned to that. Um, James okay. chapter one, verses two, uh, two at least four. through, at least through probably four. And then maybe we could keep, see if we want to keep going from there, but consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, yeah. you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not to ex- expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Yep, and that total faith that it talks about there, it's not necessarily easy you know, this is something as well we've talked about too, which is faith and whether it's faith in God or faith of anything, faith in, you know, belief in yourself, belief that something's possible, whatever. You have to walk physically sometimes. You have to just do it. You have to walk in faith before the faith feeling will come and set in. Mm-hmm. And when you don't feel like it, when you're struggling, when you're having tough times in life, you cry out to God. You cry out to God and he will fill you with faith. He will fill you with that perseverance, but you have to walk first sometimes. You know, it's kind of counterintuitive, but um, there was actually a verse two about that crying out to the Lord, but sometimes that's what we need to do. Okay. Psalm 34. Let's see. Oh, Psalm 57 two. I cry out to God most high to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Um, Psalm 18, six, in my distress, I called upon the Lord to my God. I cried for help from his temple. He heard my voice and my cry to him reached his ears. Um, so, you know, yes, like we should praise God through the trials, but testing of our faith, what does it say? Verse three, the testing of our faith produces perseverance. Mm-hmm. It does. And without those tests and trials, your character is not going to be as bulletproof and strong when we do face other trials. So, but again, going back here, you know, going back to the initial point of what we're talking about today, persistence and perseverance. Like I said, if your sights are set on God as they should be every single day, if you're setting aside that time, nothing can shake you, period. Nothing can shake you. Mm -hmm. You can have the worst circumstance in life. And that's a very peaceful thing to grasp. 
you know, you talk about the peace of God. I don't know about this for you, Peter, but like the peace of God that transcends all understanding comes in when you realize literally I could die. I'm still going to be at peace with God. Amen. Even death doesn't scare me. You know, death of anything, like the worst of the worst can happen. I'm still going to have God. That's the faith of Job. And that's what we all should grasp. That's God's design for us. And and here, one one final thing from James, and then maybe if we want to start diving into Romans. Yeah. James 1, 12 says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So it's just a, a very, like you said, peaceful reminder of what we have to look forward to when we trust him and persevere through any and all trials that we face. It's a poignant reminder of, of God's love for us and what his plan is for us. And that even, yeah, and by the even way, after like, death, that's what we get is a crown of life. Yeah. And by the way, like our perception of a trial and our perception of negativity is simply that it's our perception because we don't know the ultimate plan. I mean, absolutely everything in your life is, is, is designed to go the way it does. It's just how it is. God is a a sovereign God. Every single thing. I mean, you talk about something, something a friend of mine and I were talking about at work through the day was, you know, kind of the butterfly effect. We've spoken that about, about that before, but just how every action has to happen exactly how it does for you to be where you are right now and right now in life. You know, something that, um, Sarah and I were talking about my fiance, we, we're, you know, before we met each other, we were both considering making big moves in our lives. Peter, you remember this from me, you know, me looking at Liberty University yep. for grad school. I'm still prospecting Hillsdale, you know, praying about that. But like, I was about ready to move to Virginia for grad school. And she was looking at Oklahoma. And it was just kind of funny because we were both trying to go in opposite ends of the country. And God yeah. was just like, nope, <laughs> you're staying here. You're going to stay in Ohio for the time being. And you know, if one little thing went the other way, I mean, she almost went to Oklahoma. I almost went to Virginia, but that's just one little example of just everything in our lives has so much purpose and design. Mm-hmm. And once you grasp that again, even the trials, I perceive this to be negative, but Lord, I trust you. Amen. I perceive this to be, you know, wrong, but God, I know you have a greater plan. And changing, even changing that perspective allows you to just persevere through those trials. Yeah. So what I I would add too, it takes persistence and perseverance to continue to see the mission because it's, when I say the mission, I mean, God's plan for, for each of our lives, because it's easy when we're going through some moments where we want to take a leap in a direction that God doesn't want us to go. It's easy to maybe go with what the the world is telling us to do or what we we think in our own mind is the right thing to do. But it it takes persistence to continue to go after that that plan that God has for us. I mean, it takes discipline. I think discipline is another huge thing that ties into both persistence and perseverance. And it takes discipline to continue to stay focused on what the end goal is, which I would say is to, to continue to glorify God and to follow him wherever he leads us. And yeah, I mean, and it's also, like you said, just trusting that even if we don't necessarily see what his plan is, because a lot of times maybe we don't, we don't necessarily know. Again, I would say a lot of times we don't know for sure what God's plan is for us, but we need to just stay persistent and persevere through through hard times to get to you know what God has planned for us, and so yeah, I think that's just such a, an important reminder. 
Yeah. And, and that's a, you know, that is an interesting topic as far as how much agency do we really have, mm-hmm. um, over our lives? Because clearly, for example, you know, somebody can have the gift. God could bless somebody with the gift of singing. They have the most incredible voice in the world, but they just don't believe it. They don't realize it. And that person chooses to be a banker, you know, hmm. and you could say, well, God's God's gift to them was their voice, but they just chose not to pursue that. And that's entirely possible. But I think an interesting discussion here, maybe an idea for an episode is the balance between like our agency with our lives and God's plan for our lives and how those two things coincide. Because ultimately I think God's plan is played out regardless. Like God is fully sovereign over our lives, but he also gives us the ability to make choices. Um, so I just, I think that would be an interesting conversation. It kind of goes back to an earlier episode we had about predestination and free will. But, um, if you're seeking God's will, that's the difference here. Like if you're seeking him and you're praying and, and you're really setting aside time for him and just asking for guidance, you know, generally speaking, no matter what decision you make, the Lord will prevail and he will bless that path for you. As long as you're seeking him and you're trying to make the right decision, you know, no matter what you did, what decision you make, all things work for the good if you love him. So that's, that's actually given me some peace, you know, with big decisions that I've made. And I've actually told that to people recently and they're like, you know, that's actually interesting perspective. I didn't think about it like that, but there is scripture about that. You know, all things work for the good. We're all familiar with that one, but even in the sense of making a hard decision, you know, if you pray about it and you're seeking his will, all things, including that will work for the good ultimately. So that gives us some peace when we're trying to make decisions with our future. And I think that's actually something too, that a lot of young people struggle with is like, you know, not knowing exactly what they want to do, you know, trying to figure out where they want to go. And it's something I struggled with for a while until I found my, my groove and my niche. And, um, Peter, I think you've kind of known for a while where you wanted to go and, and, you know, your path and everything. But I think, you know, a lot of people are out there and kind of just, you know, purposeful or purposelessly kind of wavering and, and just floating out, you know, with no direction. And, um, that verse right there can give us some peace, but you know, God is fully sovereign overall. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add, but if not, we can go ahead and Romans five. Just one final thing I would say, if you see the fruits of the spirit and the traits that we talked about in that passage from second Peter in what you're doing, then that's a pretty surefire way of knowing that you're on the path. And, and again, when I say this, obviously everything that happens in our lives is part of God's plan. But if you see those traits, I would say you're on, on the right path to doing what God wants you to do with your life. And if you're in a job or, or even, you know, outside of your job where you don't feel that you don't feel like you're able to impact other people, um, and to spread God's, God's love and, and his message, the gospel to others, if you don't feel that, then I think it's worth considering changing what you're doing. And yeah. if you are seeing those things, then it probably means that you're where right where God wants you to be. And of course, we always want to strive to be better. You know, I comfort is something that's that God provides, obviously, but it's important not to get comfortable. And I think I think if maybe if you want to expand on that point at all, if you maybe know what I'm trying to get at here, but like we shouldn't be enraptured with being comfortable 
Mm-mm. We should be enraptured with with spreading the message of God and with spreading the love that he that he gives so freely to all of us. I think what you also might be trying to say is is not to get lazy in our faith, right? right? Complacent, because, yeah. You know, we can sit back and not do anything. And that that really goes for all areas of our life. It's easy to get comfortable, but growth and strength and leadership only comes through challenge and, and, and hardship. And I'm, I don't mean hardship like something bad happens to you. Hardship can be simply challenging yourself greatly. Like maybe if you struggle socially, just challenging yourself to have more conversations and talk about God is enough of a challenge for you. Um, you know, and there's always ways to get involved. Also, that's, I think that's what we're trying to say as well. Like if, if you're not seeing something in your job, if you don't have opportunities in your current job to get involved and to, to spread the gospel, um, there are always other ways. I mean, if you're not in a church body, you need to get in a church body. If you're not in a group outside of that, you need to look for ways to do that because there are always opportunities to get involved. But, um, and that will build perseverance, perseverance and persistence in your faith as well. Just getting out there and building that discipline of like, okay, no matter what it is, you know, every week I'm going to do something for God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get out there and use my gifts, even if it's uncomfortable for me. Cause you know, the reality is it's always uncomfortable to grow. It's uncomfortable to take action and do things that you don't necessarily want to do all the time, you know? And yeah, I absolutely seek agree with that, but seek discomfort. If you know, yeah. you know, <laughs> they're, they're yeah, not, they're absolutely. not necessarily a, I mean, they're, they're not a, Christian based group, but I think the the message that yes theory spreads is is a good one and a positive one to just you know try new things and for us as Christians it'd be it would be trying new things with kind of I would say one singular focus or one main focus of glorifying God. Yeah, that's I remember watching their videos, they're pretty good, yes theory. Yeah. On YouTube. But um yeah. Why don't we go ahead and get into Romans five so we can kinda of wrap up here shortly. Definitely. Yeah, um, I'm thinking we're gonna wanna narrow down Philippians three when we get to that, but I definitely want to read that still. Yep. And, and okay. So let's go ahead and go through here. Um, did you want to read Philippians first and we can circle back to Romans five? Yeah, we can. I I can do that. Just get that through. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to start, let's see, I'll I'll just kind of breeze through these first few verses and then the, the focus will be starting in verse seven, but just to make sure that we lay the groundwork. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again. It is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reasons for such confidence. This is Paul writing to the church in Philippi. If someone else thinks they have reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. But Mm. whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord, For whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, 
becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Now here's, here's where it ties into our main theme today. Not that I have already obtained all this, or I have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which Christ, for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Mm. Incredible stuff there. I mean, verse mm. seven too. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider a loss for the sake of Christ. Amen. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing of worth, uh, surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the the righteousness that comes from the God, uh, from God on the basis of faith. You know, we, in our lives, we all have things that we, we like to take credit for and think that we're good at. And, you know, think a, a tendency of believers too, for those of you who are, you know, trying to press on in your faith to, to, to guard against is to think you're wise in your own sight. I think there's a proverb proverb about that, but like, you know, we have to let everything go, including our ego, including our pride. That doesn't mean have no confidence, but just, you know, understanding our position with God is really important. Like we are vehicles for God period. And we should live in submission to him and everything in our lives. I mean, what Paul wrote, uh, garbage here. It's pretty significant language. I don't, I don't think that's just normal language to use. This is from NIV, but I think, yeah, I've seen in other versions, filthy rags is, is another term that's used here. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, let's see here. This is the ESV. Um, let's see. Was that verse 10? Verse 9? That's verse end of verse 8. Okay. Uh, rubbish. Count them as rubbish. <laughs> a little more Count old school. Count them as rubbish. <laughs> a little more old school or maybe British a little bit. Paul from Britain it. talking about the righteousness, <laughs> through, righteousness through faith in Christ. Indeed. <laughs> no disrespect to any British listeners, by the we're, way. We're sorry about that. We some. are American, so those are probably not not the best British accents or most accurate. But yeah, it's fun to do that. Because I'm not going to lie, there was actually a few. We had a few international listeners for yeah, a while. We've we have I've seen a few. I, I know. What was it? We had Belgium, one in Greenland or something. Maybe in Greenland or Iceland. Yeah. Maybe one of one of those two. I know we had uh, like uh, like uh, consecutive in Belgium or multiple listeners, I think in Belgium. So shout out anybody listening in Belgium. And I think we had a couple, maybe in Japan or something somewhere, somewhere in East Asia. And yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we want to see that analytics map lit up and we don't care about the number. We just want to know that we're impacting lives for Christ, but right. That's going down a little bit of a rabbit trail, but just definitely a little bit of fun there. Yeah, but okay, so we also have the King James Version here, and it says dung. <laughs> so I might be thinking of another passage that is worded similarly that says I remember rags, that passage. I think we've talked about it before on the podcast, but I don't, I don't think it's in Philippians or Romans 5. Okay, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, harsh language. So, mm-hmm. you know, it just shows the severity. Our lives must be in submission to Christ fully, period. And that again produces perseverance. If we're actually sacrificing, you know, 
it's tangible for us. It feels like, okay, I'm moving forward. I'm, I'm seeking him. I'm doing what I can. And that creates a discipline. It creates self-control. And we just want to stay locked in on God. That's what we need to have. Our sights need to be locked in toward God. I'm literally mm-hmm. looking up at the sky right now, kind of like visualizing this, but like locking in on him mm-hmm. and all else will flow. Literally seek yep. me first, seek the kingdom of God first and all things will be added unto you. Lock in on God with your eyes, your heart, your mind, your soul, lock in Amen. and all these things will be added unto you. Your life will flow. Yes, you'll be challenged, but praise, praising through the trials, you'll be strong in character. So yeah, great stuff there. Did you have anything else you want to add in that Philippians? Just kind of hammering home the point of, of this episode. And again, we'll be kind of maybe highlighted there um, as the main verses that not that I have already obtained all this being the, the power of the resurrection, participation in Jesus's sufferings, becoming like him in his death, uh, having righteousness, but not that I've already obtained all this or I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. A couple of times there it says press on, and so that, again, just highlights the point of persistence and perseverance. It's it's a constant process. As long as we are, as long as we are alive on this earth, that process doesn't end. We get better, we get closer, but it is an ongoing process and we need to press on for as long as, as Jesus has us on this earth. Yes, absolutely. So, okay. We had Romans, Romans five, one through 12, right? Yeah. One through 11. Yeah. Okay. I'll just go ahead and read that to close out here. Uh, so this section is peace and hope. So, Romans 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. So perseverance produces character and character produces hope. That's interesting. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given unto us. You see that at the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if we were still, if, for if while we were still God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. So kind of to hammer home the whole point of this episode, we see here in verse three, we started too. Yeah. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings through the trials because we know that suffering produces perseverance. So you have to suffer to be, to persevere. Mm -hmm. And if you're living comfortably and lazy, lazily, you're not going to suffer. Um, now perseverance produces character and character produces hope. So what, what can we even unpack from this? Well, like there is a lot of people in the Christian community and just the church who is struggling with hope, you know, hope in the future. People unfortunately are depressed these days. I saw a stat today. It said 110 people, 110 out of every thousand Americans are on antidepressants. 
So 11% of our population is on antidepressants. That's pretty significant. And I guarantee you a number of those people would, would identify as Christians. So, you know, hope in itself comes from character. Character comes from perseverance. Perseverance comes from suffering. So it's almost like these things just like blossom from a seed. Suffering is perceived negatively by a lot of the world, but it's actually a positive thing because it produces perseverance. It produces character. It produces hope. So these things are just so strengthening to our souls. I mean, it is, I'm just envisioning like, you know, just strength. It just produces spiritual strength, like a guard, kind of like you're saying that the more close you are with God, the more guarded you are against the attacks of the enemy, but the more intricate they get, mm-hmm. um, but the more guarded you are because you have this character through perseverance. So I just think it's so important for all of us to understand that and to just have our eyes set on God and to be constantly seeking after him so that we might have strong character and have hope. But that's pretty much it for me, unless you wanted to add anything else onto this. Yeah. I think again, like what we talked about from second Peter, it is this process. And, and like you said, you know, suffering is perceived in such a bad way and it's it's got a bad connotation around the word but as we've seen here it produces perseverance and really once we weather through that and if we trust God through that we really are overcome with peace both through the suffering and then especially after that suffering but that's that's the power and hope that God offers to us that when we're going through yes. those trials and sufferings, it doesn't mean that he's automatically going to snap his fingers every time and make it go away. But what he does promise to provide us with is peace. And I think why a lot of people and even people who claim to be Christians and people who are Christians don't find that peace is because they're not really pursuing it. Or I would maybe argue with not the right intentions but if we trust God to get us through whatever we are going through and to, to benefit us, because every, everything that we go through is there, like we kind of talked about earlier, is there t- as part of God's plan to ultimately benefit, to, to ultimately benefit us in a way, obviously, most importantly, to glorify his kingdom. But God doesn't give us also any trial that we can't handle. Even if it might seem right. like it in the moment, there is nothing that we cannot overcome with God's power. And I think just final point from me here, it's it's like looking through a telescope and like there are stars all around you that you could look at, but instead so often we choose to just look at the darkness and think of it as, as being such a great void when there's so many stars out there and they might seem so tiny. And I think to, to tie it into a different point, that darkness, I would say, is that depression or that lack of hope. And yeah. we kind of sometimes hone in on that instead of looking at even if there's small specks a long way away, looking at those stars that shine bright and that provide light in the darkness and our blessings and so I think right. shifting focus is what I kind of want to emphasize here as, as kind of a last point from the negatives, which, I mean, you just look at how our, how the world functions. Negativity is always what gets the most attention. And, and it makes sense because for the most part there, I mean, especially when I'm thinking of it in a news way, you know, when regular things, you know, regular good things are happening, 
oftentimes those aren't quote quote unquote newsworthy. It's only when the bad things happen that we hear about it, you know? And of course I'm not saying that we never hear about good things, but I think, I think, you know what I'm talking about. Um, just that's the perspective that the world has where instead we should be, instead of looking for the bad in the good, we should be looking for the good in the bad. Right. Yeah. And that's just, you know, again, that's something that you have when your eyes are not set on God. Yep. You know, when you are, you don't have the proper perspective It's just going to cause you issues, but the average person in America and, and just in our world in general, when we're talking about, pro, you know, perseverance and persistence, I don't think the average person is that persistent or pers- perseverant mm-hmm. in their lives, you know, and that's for many reasons. I mean, our culture, our entire culture is set up to, to, you know, promote weakness and, and all these reasons. But like, if we have a strong faith it really does change our character and allows us to bear more in life. I mean, the, the entire point of, you know, it, and a, a just an inadvertent side effect of having faith in Christ is that you have to persevere because you are going to cha- face challenges if you're walking, if you're carrying your cross daily. So it's something we have to have, but we don't cultivate that. We don't understand that unless our eyes are set on God fully locked in. So, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I think, it's just so important for everybody to be perseverant and persistent in their life. And, Amen. uh, we can't have this unless we're fully sold out and submitted to God at all times. So Amen. that's pretty much all I have, Peter, yeah. unless you have anything else to, to wrap up here, we could just, you know, pray and, and, uh, close this out. Yeah. I think I'm ready to dive into prayer and get that started. And obviously if you want to add anything, but definitely I'll, I'll yeah, let's come, come to God. And I would encourage everybody listening to maybe offer up a prayer as well. Um, yep. God, I just thank you so much for this opportunity to come together again and dive into your word and see what you have to just press on our hearts and minds today. And I think the, the main thing, Lord, that stood out to me, I mean, among other things, but from the beginning was that process, Lord. I pray that you would provide each of us, myself and Joseph and everybody listening, with faith so that we can overcome the corruption of the world and the evil desires and participate in your divine nature. Yeah. And that through that faith, you would just promote and increase goodness. And through that goodness, increase our knowledge. And with that knowledge, increase our self-control. And I pray that you would help that self-control to become, become subconscious that we don't really even have to think about it, but we have that self-control Yep. And then through that self-control, Lord, it gives us perseverance and it takes persistence to have that self-control consistently. So, Lord, I pray that you would provide each of us with that self-control and with that perseverance and persistence. And that that would then lead, Lord, to us searching after your heart and being filled with godliness, which will obviously, Lord, lead to mutual affection for for both you and for the church and all around us and obviously ultimately leading to love the the greatest and and like joe said earlier lord the apex of really our lives and your mission for all of us and so just thank you thank you for the words that you provided for for us today from scripture um i pray that everybody would be able to find something from this episode even if it wasn't the main points of persistence and perseverance but i pray that everybody listening would find something that they can just lock in on and 
just that everybody heard something they needed to hear, Lord. And thank you again for just allowing us to to have this opportunity to to dive into your word and to just promote promote your your kingdom, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name, I pray. Lord, I, I echo everything Peter said. God, I pray that this message would penetrate one of our listeners' hearts today. Um, I pray that we all be persistent and perseverant in our walks with you. I pray our sights be locked in on you, Lord, individually and collectively as believers and as a church. And um, I just I thank you for these these values that you give us, Lord, self-control um, and just persistence, Lord, discipline um, and, and just confidence in who you are. I just thank you for those those values that we all need so desperately in our lives. And God, I pray we live out our faith so we're not shy and we're not lazy, but we live it out and we suffer, Lord, but that suffering would lead to perseverance and character and ultimately hope. I thank you for that progression, God. I ask for hope and a future for all of us, God, a bright future, Lord, filled with excitement and and just blessing, Lord. I pray you Amen. bless our listeners today. I pray you bless our undertaking here at True North. And I just thank you for this conversation. Um, I ask your Holy Spirit, come come upon all our listeners, Lord, and just direct them, God, toward you. And uh, I'm just so thankful for this this episode today. And God, I, I, th- I pray that you'd give us, give us win- uh, wisdom and insight on the next steps here for True North and uh, some of the goals we have. And we just thank you for everything you've given us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to episode 50. Hmm. Pretty big marker there for the, for the podcast. Yes, sir. Um, we appreciate everybody so far. Like I said, share this pos- podcast. If you have not already, share. I know you've got a friend that wants to listen. Give it a share. Send it off to somebody, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, I don't care, Instagram, anything. Um, make sure you like or rate the podcast on Apple and Spotify. And with that being said, we'll see you in the next episode 51, probably unless we decide to go with season two. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Big things coming. Yes, sir. We'll see everybody later. Peace. Peace. There we go.